welcome to Embracing Significance, the podcast. I'm Jasmine Fryman, your host, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in. Today, we are continuing to talk about self-love, and I'm so excited because this is obviously just a really special topic for me, um, which I can get into later about specifically why it's just so in, like just so special to my heart to be able to talk about this because I believe a lot of people, like I said in my last episode, either are like really extreme or really under extreme with self-love. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, Mark 12 verse 31, we're going to be focusing on. Um, If you haven't listened to the part one, I would encourage you to because like I always say, it just really flows. Like any Anytime I share part one or part twos, like just listen to the part one if you have the time because it just goes right into it. Um, But today we're going to be specifically focusing on how to love yourself. In the last episode, we talked about how to love God and like why like that's foundational to how you're going to love yourself and how you're going to love others. It's just going to flow from God. Um... So the foundation of loving yourself is loving God. And today we are focusing on how to love yourself. And so in the book of Mark chapter 12, verse 31, it says, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. And so before I continue, I just want to share a little snippet of my testimony and how I just never really loved myself like I probably should have. Um, I was very insecure. You know, I was like outgoing growing up, but there is always that insecurity I had with inside of me that I just didn't love myself. Like I just, I I don't know what it was. Like someone could tell me like I was beautiful. Um, My friends would tell me that. My, My family would tell me that, you know. I went to therapy for it for a long time, actually. Um, And while therapy was great, you know, there was still that like inner, I guess, ache that I was like, why can't I just love myself? Like, like, why can't I just, why can't I just do that? Like, honestly, y'all, it was, it was to me, like, like it was an illness. It was like, why can't I do that? And honestly, like there'd be so much frustration and there'd be so much anger where I just could not understand and then before I really knew about the power of the Holy Spirit um which I'm that's a completely different uh episode to talk about but I just didn't understand and so not having the understanding of the Holy Spirit really put a roadblock into a lot of areas of my life um and I didn't even know it but I always had the Holy Spirit within me because I was always saved you know I I was a Christian um I became saved when I was like in elementary school or maybe it was middle school it was around there I was really young um and I got saved but I never like really knew the power of the Holy Spirit and it's interesting when you really start to like understand the spirit of God. And like I said, like this is a completely like, like the Holy Spirit in and of itself is a whole nother topic. Um, But 
I grew up and like even to my adulthood, just struggling to love myself, struggling to find joy, like struggling with friends and with family, struggling with my neighbors, you know, just, um, and when I mean neighbors, I don't mean like my next door neighbor, like, you know, like in the church or like in families and like, that had a lot to do with some of the traumas I've experienced. Um, I've had traumas in different areas of my life, but the most specific trauma that kind of just, it kind of added to a lot of my pain. Five years ago, I was raped by somebody that I knew, um, somebody that I trusted, somebody that I actually loved. Um, and, oh man, that was the pillar, if you were to say, of the most traumatic point in my life. Um, I had already had insecurity issues like I'm sharing right now. Like, I've, I have already, like, previously had, like, self-love issues and insecurity issues and um, even at the time, like I was a virgin. And so that was like, took away from me. And so if you could imagine just for a second, like here I was like, I mean, I was semi-healthy other than I really just didn't love myself. Um, and I went to therapy and I was just like, Oh, forget it. You know, I can't, I can't love myself. So, Oh, well, I'm just going to have to deal with this. Um, I'm just going to have to deal with like absolutely looking in the mirror and like hating myself. Like that's what it was. Like I just, I just hated myself. Like every single part of myself, like I would point out and just be like, that's disgusting. Like I want this to change. I don't like this about myself. I don't like this. I don't like that. Like it, it was like exhausting because every day I would wake up, there would be a laundry list of like why I don't love myself. Um, and then when I got raped, it added on top of the pain I was already experiencing. So just like picturing for a moment like of where I was it was like absolutely utterly broken like everything in my life at that moment shattered like what was already semi-broken completely shattered after that and I remember the night that it happened and coming to my friend's house and just being so like like shocked like what just happened um and the weeks and the months and the years that went by experiencing the same trauma over and over again because trauma is tricky anybody who has experienced trauma knows that trauma is tricky and you don't wake up one day and everything is gone like you wake up the next day and like your life is so different and I had a great support system at the time and praise the Lord that I ended up going to trial and he was convicted and he was sent to prison so I, I praise God for that victory um, however the the pain of the trauma and the extensiveness of what happened was unlike anything I'd ever experienced physically, emotionally, um, mentally, and even into my marriage, like sexually, 
it just wrecked every part of me. Um, and there'd be times where I hated myself so much that I would literally go in the shower and just turn it all the way on hot um, to try to physically like clean myself, like, like burn it off of me. Um, and I had a lot of, um, I would physically hurt myself as well. I did get help at the time, so I was thankful for that. But there was even a lot more that I physically can't share um, just because of um, triggering other people. I wouldn't want that to um, happen. But there was a point in time of like in those years that I, I really wanted to just end my life because I, I hated myself to the point where like I was so depressed. I was so anxious and I was just so disgusted by everything that had happened and the ache inside of me, it was like my tears wouldn't stop and the anger was just unbelievable. Like it felt like I had a cloud over my head and I couldn't see straight and I was just, I just remember being so angry during that time and it was 2021 that I met, like, right after I got married, um, to my sweet, lovely husband, um, I met someone that helped me tremendously in my healing, as well as forgiving, um, the people who have hurt me, and she really led me into a restoring path with the Lord, um, there was a lot of insight and there was a lot of knowledge and revelations and wisdoms that the Lord was um, giving me. And I was so thankful for that because I know for a fact if I wouldn't, like if my husband and I wouldn't have started to go into the church that we are going to now, um, we started going to that church in 2020 and in 2021 we got married and then that's when I met the lady who helped me tremendously gracefully and gently and I every time I think back on my healing I thank God for her because if I hadn't met her and I hadn't gone to the connect group at the time which by the way there was only two weeks left of that connect group I would have never experienced um the healing that I did and and I'm sure that the Lord would have brought somebody else if I wouldn't have been obedient in that time but she also, like, introduced the power of the Holy Spirit and, um, and encouraged me to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit and to just understanding how he speaks to me and how he speaks through me and just, like, what he actually, he does for me and, like, who he, um, who he is and stuff and... I can say today that through a lot of inner healing, a lot of deep healing, and just a lot of surrender, I think that's the biggest thing is like there were things that the Lord would ask me to do like forgiveness-wise um, that he would ask me to um, release, um, to let go, to... <laughs> I keep saying forgiving because forgiveness was like the biggest thing, but the most intent thing I remember during that time was there were things that like 
I mean, like 50 different things that the Lord would show me and that I would have to forgive, like things I didn't even realize that I needed to forgive, um, but I had to. And I remember that there was this one point where I had to forgive myself for hating myself so much. I had to forgive myself for like not loving who God had created. And in that time, I remember somebody, I can't remember who, but there was somebody who spoke and they had said that if you don't look in the mirror and love who you created, you're basically telling God, I hate what you did. And that in that moment of time in my life, it, it hit me so hard because I was like, wow, like, I cannot believe that I did that, you know, like, like I'm doing that. And I remember weeping and, and crying and like, there was a lot of tears during that time, y'all, like so many tears, but, but they were like healing tears. Like they, they were the type of hear, um, tears that I know that when the Bible, like when the scripture says that the Lord catches all your tears in his bottle, like he really does. And it's almost like he catches those tears and then they're like a testimony that I can look back and be like, this bottle of tears was whenever like the Lord was helping me and healing me and restoring me and strengthening me in this time. And then this bottle of tears is like when he, he held me in the time that, um, I was healing and confronting the hurt of being raped and, you know, like I just close my eyes and I can just imagine like all the bottles of tears in heaven that God has and like each of them are labeled and it like it comforts me because it's like that is like that is a jewel to me like like to my heart like specifically and so special to me um and I can I can look back and see the goodness of God and I can see his his faithfulness and I can see why he allowed me to go through the healing at the time that he did to prepare me for where I am now. And, you know, like I said, it, it was like a six month healing, um, like like a six month in depth inner healing. And then ever since after that, it was and, and this is in 2021. And so after that, like, there was a lot of different healings um, that would come up. And, like, you just have to be in constant surrender because, you know, sometimes, and I shared this in, like, How's Your Heart episodes, um, that when the Lord speaks to you and when he wants to pull something out of you, like, sometimes it's to test you. Sometimes it's... um, to strengthen your character. Sometimes it's to heal you. Like sometimes you've got stuff in there that needs to come out because God needs to make room for more. And so every time that God is speaking to you, he's teaching you something and whatever he's teaching you is is to benefit you. And I am so grateful and thankful for how God did it. And I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for his miraculous healing power and his work and how mighty and majestic he is to be able to know 
everything, see everything, have everything in control and just be so powerful. And honestly, like, if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't even be able to experience the closeness I have with God. And if Jesus wouldn't have did everything that he did, I wouldn't have his spirit inside of me to be able to, like within me, to be able to be who I am today because he sanctifies me. He um, leads me and he guides me and he transforms me. And really the sanctification part is like an everyday thing. Every day you're getting... um, you're getting closer to who God created you to be. Um, so every little, every day, there's always something inside of you that is um, being chipped away to become more like God. But if your heart isn't soft and you're not surrendered and you're not willing to say yes, Lord, then He's not going to do anything for you um, because you're not, you don't have the capacity to be able to allow him to come in and do whatever he will Um, and it's just his goodness and his healing and his love has just miraculously changed me like I thought in those times that I was never going to get better like I was never going to be healed like this pain is never going to go away can I tell y'all that it took time But I am sitting here today with no ache in my heart, with no resentment, with no bitterness, with no unforgiveness, with no unfulfilled, um, unfulfillness. I have the satisfaction that I am loved because God loves me. I don't need to be loved by others, even though it's nice that others love you, but I can live like I'm loved, not to be loved. And I can know that the parts of me that I don't even know that aren't healed yet currently, I know that God is going to meet them. And I know that he will continue to heal me. So if you are in a season or you have ever experienced trauma, I encourage you to reach out to any uh, mental health uh, professional or any you know, wise counsel in the church. And I encourage you to dig deep and just allow God to start healing the parts of you because it's possible. I know that it doesn't seem like it is, but I am a living testimony and proof that healing is possible and everybody's healing looks different. I believe that God can miraculously touch you. And then I also believe that God is able to walk you through a healing season and I just encourage anybody in this season because I know the I know the feelings of like how hard it was to be there. And in another episode, I am going to share about how my marriage has taught me love in a different, deeper way. And I'm excited to share about that as well because that honestly was a process and it was a big part in how I also learned to not only love myself but my closest neighbor um and so let's go ahead and dive right into that second part about loving our neighbor as ourselves 
And this was in the time that the Lord was teaching me how to love myself. You know, after I had gone through that inner healing, there was a portion where God was like, okay, now it's time to learn to love yourself. Like, I've pulled all of this out. I've healed you. I've, you know, allowed you to experience this freedom in your life because it's it's what it was, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that's so true because I experienced so much freedom in my life. And so the scripture says, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. We have to love ourselves before we can truly love others. But in order to do that, we have to love God. And I talked about this in our last episode because our love will flow from him. That's where the confidence comes from, is living like we're loved, not to be loved. And it goes a little something like this. I'm commanded to love others and they are made in the image of God. So there is an unconditional love founding God for them through me. And I think it's important for all of us to catch that because the unconditional love we have for others is found in God for them through me. So we can only access that kind of love once we've experienced it, then we can give it out. But if we haven't experienced that love, that unconditional love from God, then however we're receiving it, we are going to extend it. So if we are receiving the unconditional love with conditions that we feel like God has on us, then we're going to extend it that way. If we feel like, you know, however you view God is how you're going to view yourself and then how you're going to view others. And so that's an important marker to make as well because it's like, okay, if I view God as a controlling, demanding, angry God, then I'm going to act in such a way and then it's going to extend out to other people and I'm going to be skeptical and I'm going to be... um I'm going to be, you know, on guard and there's just going to be a lot of icky things in between there. And so I think that's important if you haven't already examined that part of yourself. See, the essence of loving someone else, loving your neighbor as yourself is not based on how much love I can receive, but it's based on the love I pour out. And that is unconditional love because it's who we are. And if God is love and we are made in the image of God, we are to be like Jesus. He poured out his life as a sacrifice, John 15, 3. And it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. See, in order to become like Jesus and to truly love your neighbor as yourself, you have to experience it and you have to know it. You have to know who the unconditional love is, where it came from, and why it's so important. Because Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And if we think that love is based on how much we can receive, then it's selfish. And in 1 Corinthians, it says that 
love is patient and love is kind. And it also says that it is not self-seeking. It is not self-serving. You know, it is not selfish. So the type of love that God offers is not selfish. And so we cannot view love as a selfish thing of how much I can get, how much I can receive, but more so how much can I give? How much can I extend? And while I think it's important as well to understand that within loving people, there are boundaries. And I think that is a great topic to go into when you're learning to love God, love others, or love God, love yourself, and love others. I think in the midst of that, you need to go ahead and pick up the book um, Boundaries by Henry Cloud or Good Boundaries and Goodbye by Lisa Turkis because those are some great resources in understanding the biblical boundaries because, you know, there is such a thing as being taken advantage of and there is such a thing of having no boundaries and love, you know, because, you know, we can love unconditionally But when we talk about relationships and when we talk about, you know, maybe somebody in your life that is taking too much from you and they're kind of draining you, then you need to have boundaries and boundaries are important. Um, We are loved and we are expressions of his love. That is why I believe the Bible talks about love is the highest commandment. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. We are loved, and we are expressions of his love. And I love that. I absolutely love that because we're loved, and we get to be expressions of his love, but only if we are receiving his love spending time with him, allowing him to fill us up. What does Jesus say? Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then he moves on to say, which is what we are talking about, is equal to love your neighbor as yourself. See, how can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? And how can you love God if you don't love yourself? Because that's just it. If we don't love ourselves, but we're loving the creator, It's like saying to a baker, I love you, but I hate your cake, right? I love you because you made the cake, but I don't like the cake. I don't like the way it tastes. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like it. And so, like I said in my testimony before, like those are some of the things that like I I would say, like, I don't like this about myself. I don't like that. I don't like this, you know? Yeah, I love you and everything, but I don't like the way you made me. The question is, are you really loving yourself? And are you really loving the creator? Because if you love the creator, you would know how much love he is. And you would know that there's nothing but love in him and through him and to him. So if you love the creator, you will learn to love yourself. And if you don't love yourself right now, look to the creator to love yourself. It's a process. If you don't love anything about yourself, start spending time with Jesus. Start just sitting in his presence. Start praying a little bit. Start reading your Bible a little bit, little by little. And you'll learn to love yourself. 
because you're spending time with the one who made you, with the one who created you, with the one who knitted you in your mother's womb, with the one who knows everything about your life and has everything out planned out and in detail. Just sit with him and you'll fall in love with God and then you'll learn to love yourself and then only then will you be able to correctly love others. Then once you've worked on that and that's why I truly believe there was a season in my life where the Lord did not allow friends in my life where he did not allow me to become in close relationship with people or to know certain people that I know now or to be even in a proximity with a lot of people that I would consider friends. Because the prayer I prayed in that season when I was learning to love myself was, Lord, make me like you. Mold me and make me to who you created me to be today. I want good godly friends in my life. And then he whispered to me, then be a good godly friend. Oof, right? <laughs> like, what? what a response to that. But in the midst of it, he showed me how to be the friend that I wanted so I could be the friend that I needed. And see, that friend was Jesus. He was my absolute best friend. He is, actually. And in the midst of that, I was able to see that he was what I really needed to focus on. And he walked me through that season gracefully broken to learn to love myself, but to my love my but to love myself correctly. And my love for God grew more and more because I nursed it and I nourished that love I had for God. And then I started crawling and then I started walking, learning how to do it correctly, loving myself. This tricky thing. I began to love myself the way God loves me and the way he calls me to love myself. So then I had more love for people around me to love my neighbor as myself. I was actually able to do that and I still am. It's still very hard. Don't get me wrong. But there are times that it is hard, but I am able to love myself. There are things that I go through that a couple years ago, I wouldn't have been able to go through today with the confidence of still loving myself, still loving who God created me. You know, things that people say or the opinions or the stories or anything that people say, it doesn't have an effect on me like it did. Now, there's a difference between somebody correcting you, okay? All right. <laughs> You know, when somebody comes up to you or, you know, like a close friend of yours and says, hey, like, we need to talk about this. Or your spouse says, hey, like, we need to talk about this. I've been seeing this in you. Like, there's different. Like, there's a difference. Sanctification comes with conviction. Perfection comes with condemnation. So you've got to distinct those two because when we walk through this, when you're walking through loving God, loving yourself, and loving others. This isn't a race to be perfect because you're just going to run into condemnation and you're going to be back to where you were. You're going to be back to, you know, having these thoughts that are not good. You're going to be having these insecurities come up. And like when they do come up, you're, you're going to fall into it because you're going to fall in the temptation of how you used to react 
versus how you respond now because you're striving for a perfection you will never reach. Because when we get to heaven, we'll be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. But however, when we're on this earth, there are things that we're going to experience that we have to rely on God for. And we have to realize that the sanctification of Jesus Christ is comes with conviction. And it's a loving conviction because God disciplines and corrects those he loves, right? So he's going to do that. He's going to correct you and lead you and convict you because he's a loving God. And the Holy Spirit inside of you is what's going to convict you. And I'm able to love my neighbor because I love myself and because I know why I love myself. And I think that's the question that we all need to ask ourselves. Why do you love you? And what do you love about you? If you can answer the why do I love me, then you will get to the root that either needs to be pulled out or the root that needs to be grown and strengthened and maybe needs to be convicted and humbled a little bit. Because there is such a thing as being a little too self-centered, you know? Like there's nothing wrong with loving yourself, but if you do it in a way that makes yourself above other people, then you need to be humbled a little bit. Because maybe you already love yourself, but maybe it's not in the context that you need to love yourself. Because we don't want pride and we don't want self-centeredness. We don't want a super independence that says, I love me and that's all that matters. We don't want that. We want a love that's cultivated and comes and says, I love myself, but it's because it's a humble love of the Father and that's why I love myself. See, I experienced true love when I fell in love with Jesus. And here's the thing. If we're not intentional about living like we're loved, the devil is going to get intentional about making us believe we need to earn love and we need to live to be loved. Be confident in who you are, loving yourself. You don't have to compromise what makes you beautifully you because of the opinions of others. You can be confidently you because of who God created you to be. Because we're all made in the image of God, beautiful and on purpose. Stay in your lane. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't allow those insecurities to make you hate yourself. Bring them to the Lord. Lay them at the Lord's feet. Allow Him to take them and surrender it to them. Every time you feel something that is not coming from a loving point of yourself, lay it at the Lord's feet consistently and intentionally. If you keep having that thought, keep laying it down. Keep laying it down. Keep doing it. You have to keep doing it. Because if you don't, the devil will swoop right in and knock you off your feet. And this is the scripture I'm going to leave y'all with. Romans 12, 2. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. We will only be able to give the love and to receive it from the Lord, that genuine affection, when we've had a genuine, real experience with God, with his love, when we've really experienced his love, when we've received his love, and when we are grateful 
for his love. And when we understand it, we have to understand it. We have to understand God's love. Some of it we're never going to understand because it's just too deep. It's too wide. It's too magnificent to understand. But we can embrace it. And once we've done that, then we're on the road to loving ourselves. Because then we ask the Lord to teach us how to love ourselves, and it's going to come through His love. And then His love is going to be poured out onto us, and then we're going to be able to love ourselves. And then through that outflow of Him loving us and us loving ourselves because we're able to experience God's love, and then we're like, wow, like God made me so beautifully and fearfully, wonderfully made, and I, I'm, I'm so loved by Him. I, I have that hole that I can live like I'm loved and others can see that. And then you're able to extend that same love that you've experienced from God to yourself and who God is. And you're able to love your neighbor as yourself because you really do love yourself. And then you're able to honor your neighbor. You can take delight in honoring them because you honor somebody because you love them. We honor God because we love him. We take delight in honoring God because we love him. And how we're going to honor each other is by loving each other. But where is your love flowing from? How are you receiving love? Because you can only love others to the capacity that you love yourself. And that's important too because when you find it hard to love somebody else or they're not loving you correctly, the most wisest thing that you can say is you can go back to this scripture and you can tell yourself that they can only love me. They're only able to love me of the to the capacity that they love themselves. And this scripture in and of itself has so much wisdom in it because it gives us grace and patience for the people in our life that maybe don't know how to love us correctly. And then we're the examples of how they're able to not only love God, love themselves, but love others. Thank you for tuning and listening. I pray that the Lord blessed you and spoke to you in a special way. Join me for another episode every first and third Thursday. I pray you have a great rest of your week and if you don't mind taking 5 to 10 minutes and hitting that follow button and subscribing and sharing with a friend or someone who might need it and leaving a 5 star review. Until next time, talk to you soon.